What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 34 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixel Fire. Hey, guys. On this week's show, we're talking about Luigi's Mansion 3, the new version of the Nintendo Switch, and the horrible issue of Joy-Con Drift. We got serious there for a second. It's like dateline you know it's it's like when some no it's like when someone dies and like you know you go in that little somber tone i'm sorry uh i i have some just devastating news to report today uh we are going to be talking about joy con drift do you know americans present the news so different i was listening to the radio and they went over to the american american correspondent and deliver some news about something terrible that had happened mm-hmm. and the level of enthusiasm in this woman's voice as she was like talking about this really bad thing i can't remember what it was but it was a bad thing that happened she was like it was like just she was presenting a movie trailer well that's the problem with like this is an after dark topic but i studied journalism in school and ever since i studied journalism i believe television news is immoral because journalists <laughs> shouldn't have to be entertainers and when you have to present the news and also look interesting you look like a psycho it's <laughs> true because i'm sure she was all smiles and huge eyes and like here's the tragedy i'm presenting and it's mm-hmm. just like all right take it down a notch people but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. That's what you can go to patreon.com slash loopots and find our show after dark for. Here, we talk about Nintendo. And what we usually do when we start the show is talk about what we're playing this week. But we've all been pieces of garbage and haven't played anything this week. <laughs> all right, here, let me, let me read what we wrote on the notes. So for me, I played a little game called Nada. Steve played a little bit more Nothing this week. <laughs> and Pixel's got, uh, he can't talk about it, it's embargoed, but he's playing this game called Absolutely Fuck All. <laughs> it's a cracker. So we're we're in rare form this week. Um so Pixel had the idea of us let's talking about let's talk about video games that we plan on playing in the future cuz that's what adults do. So let's talk mm-hmm. about what we've pre-ordered. Well, Pixel sent this sent us this link to me and Max on Slack and then tweeted it out about like this legit deal going on over on the game collection right right why did you have to emphasize legit as if i send out fake deals well, i don't know i've never ever, i've never bought anything from this website it, and i have no idea who they are i feel like that in that moment you were using legit in a very american way not to mean like actually legitimate it's like oh it's legit it's like a great deal you're quite right Pete. i was yeah, yeah, see? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> See, it's great. And now, like when I, when I, uh, when somebody says thank you, I like I've been saying cheers. We're rubbing off on each other, guys. Did you did you see that on Twitter pixel that quite in America is totally different? Doesn't mean what it means here. Well, quite. Yeah. yeah. So if you said something, oh, it's quite good. What would you mean? It's like all right. It's nearly yeah. good. That's not what it means in America, is it, Pete? No, no. If I was gonna say, oh, it's like it's quite good, I would mean like, oh, it's like very good. Oh. It makes zero sense whatsoever. What? But it's, it's not quite... What? How does that even work? <laughs> what is the purpose of the word very in your dialect? Does it have no meaning? They're synonyms. At least They're when we use synonyms. it that way. They're synonyms. They're really not synonyms. When we use it that way, it is, right? Cause like so if, if, so I, if I said, hey, if I said, hey, hey, Pete, it's quite hot today. I would, I would think it's hot. Pete it's would agree hot. with you because it's a hundred Fahrenheit. Yeah, like, but, like, yeah. like if you were like, oh man, it's 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 quite hot today. I'd be like, yeah, it's it's a scorcher. But like, if you were like, you know, something's not quite right, that would mean it the way that you guys mean it, like as like a 
Oh, it's like, uh, it's not. Something's very right. Hmm. It's like, it's, it's no, it would, it would be like, oh, it's like something's not quite right would mean like, oh, it's something's a little off, a little off. So we can use it to mean both, which I'm now realizing makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah, that is so confusing. Context is everything. Whatever. You guys only use feet to measure people in cars. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want more spirited discussion like that, patreon.com slash bluepots after dark. Tell me about the games you pre-ordered, Pixel. <laughs> I just pre-ordered. I, just, I was interested to know what you guys pre-ordered because I, I haven't pre-ordered Fire Emblem, for instance. Have you reviewed? No, I'm gonna pick it up on launch day, but I haven't pre-ordered it. <clears throat> I I haven't pre-ordered. There's only one game this year I've pre-ordered, which is, is um Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah. Oh right, I do have that pre-ordered as well. You, you do, yeah, via me, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you think you do until Steve puts it on eBay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just secretly a scalper. I just, you know, I bought three <laughs> copies to sell, like, triple the price. Well, that's the thing. Steve is, is joining the business. He's he's coming on as a, a top salesman at Pete's Crazy Discount Imports. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to think that it's just, you know, you know that guy Crazy Red from Animal Crossing? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just like me in, like, a weird apron, and I've got, like, a sketchy tent, and it's just, like, a bunch of Nintendo <laughs> Switch accessories that are, like, way overpriced. <laughs> He's just like a shady market trader, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the products are legitimate, but like you're getting them under fairly dubious means. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> now, see, that would be like that would be like buying something down the pub in the UK from someone who you know it fell off the back of a lorry, you know, so to speak. Right. Exactly. You know what it is? Is that I am a smuggler akin to Han Solo, Orlando Calrissian. I think that's clearly mm. the easiest comparison to be made. I just deal exclusively in Nintendo products. It's <laughs> <laughs> your niche. But yeah, that's all I've got pre-ordered in terms of games. I have also pre-ordered the Link's Awakening Amiibo. And mm-hmm. I've had the Diablo 3 Amiibo on order for like seven months now. I and they, I really wish... they still not shipped. No, they still haven't shipped it in the UK. So weird. It's wow. ridiculous. I keep getting <clears throat> delay emails after delay emails from the Nintendo store. It's particularly weird because they've announced and released several other Amiibos since then. They, I mean, that Amiibo also came out in uh, the US via GameStop last November. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, well, no one else in the UK has seen it. And weird. at this point, I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, do I really want this anymore? I'm not even playing Diablo anymore. i probably just cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Pete? What have you been... What have you bought? What have you been pre-ordering? Yeah, what have you been pre-ordering? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat right now. Um, it's just Link's Awakening and, and the Link uh, Amiibo. I mean, I, I have pre-ordered some Smash Amiibo recently, but uh, they're all starting to get shipped and show up. Oh, the, the Pokemon trainer Smash Amiibo. I was amazed at the level of detail. Like, you yep. can see, like, denim on on his jeans. It looks amazing. The newer Amiibo are, like, it's, it's so funny because I don't know if you guys can see behind me... Um, but I've got uh, like a big display case that I put together that's got a, a, almost all of my amiibo in it now, and mm-hmm. um, in there, like since I'm going through them all, like it's it's kind of been like an excuse to relook at all of the amiibo figures like very closely, and the difference between the Gen One figs and like the the <sighs> most recent ones is insane. Like that Gen One Link amiibo is fucking hilarious. And his derpy ass face, like yeah. it's. And then, like, meanwhile, I've got like the King Karul one, which is one of the most recent ones. And there's like this nice texture on his cape. His belly's all shiny. Like he's like got ridges for his scales. Like it's insane. It, they're they're the new ones are so nice. 
I wonder what the turning point was. Is it like there's a, the Breath of the Wild amiibo, do you think? I feel like... Were there, were there detailed ones before that? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some of the earlier Smash ones that are also still really good. And, like, the Shovel Knight amiibo is really good. Like, I feel like it was, like, a year or two in. Like, once they had made the entire first lot, and it was like, okay, this is, like, a big deal, I feel like they upped the quality. I've got yeah. most of the Zelda 30th anniversary ones as well, and they're pretty detailed. Like, the Majora's Mask and stuff. Mm-hmm. All really nice. So I really feel like it's just that lot of, like, the original, like, 12 or whatever, where, like, there's some real derpy-ass ones in there. And some What's of them the are great. What's the one with the, like, yellow stick? It's Link. Link's got the pea yeah, stick. Yeah, Link's got the... <laughs> <laughs> and that stupid face. And I feel like the other thing was they started picking better poses so that you didn't need to put a weird yellow pea stick to yeah. make them, like, stand up. I, don't, I, still, I still don't understand why they chose yellow. Why no, yellow? I know. It's just so weird. Put clear. Or, like, I don't know, green? It's Link. Mm -hmm. Well, they've done some of them with clear ones now. Yeah. Like, what's the one with the weird face that they they redid? Is that Villager from Animal Crossing? Yeah, I have have one of the original (laughs) Villagers, the ones that are, like, insanely stupid rare to find and, like, has the dumbass face. I love it. I would never buy another one. like a child. Uh, but aside from that, um, like I said, I'm going to pick up Fire Emblem this week. I don't have any plans to pre-order it because there's no like pre-order bonus that I was like looking for or whatever. Um, I'm going to check and see if GameStop has anything because I've realized that GameStop does a lot of pre-order bonuses I'm just not aware of. Like there was a Crash Bandicoot uh, Crash Team Racing one where you just get like a free Crash bobblehead. And I was like, well, I want a free Crash bobblehead. What the hell? <laughs> Um, so I'm going to check it out, but the only other one that's on my radar right now is still getting that double pack of Pokemon, but I just haven't, I just haven't done it yet. I literally pre-ordered that the other day in that deal. Nice. Oh, I, I think that might be the other one I've actually pre-ordered. I've pre-ordered one of the Pokemons, the blue one. Sword? Shield? Sword. Sword. I thought yeah, you wanted sword. Shield. I do, but someone else in my life likes the blue ones, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how like like the impression I get about how much Deck plays video games is like, yeah, he likes to play like the old games he liked when he was a kid and he'll play the odd game. But I feel like there's multiple times where you've bought something and you're like, Well, he wants this one, so I'm getting this one. I love yeah. that. I love the idea that he's like the less passionate gamer, but he's like, I know what I fucking want. <laughs> there's like there's there's a few things like Pokemon that I guess really interest him. But for the most part, it's just generic shooters that I couldn't give a shit about. So. <laughs> like Turok. the Division 2. Like, oh, great. Oh, did you see that? Speaking of Turok, did you see that cute little chibi-style one that's coming out? The, no. Like Turok remake. What? Oh, my God. Let me find the link for it's you. It's a cute Turok remake? Yeah, it's adorable. It's, I don't know if it's coming to Switch, but it's like coming back as like a cute little um, 2D game. Here's a link to it and uh it, originally it was like i think it was it was like a challenge within the studio um or the uh, the uh, so okay the article says back in may the movie making rights holder challenged indie teams to make games out of the properties they owned and then there's like this cute little chibi churro game turok escape from lost valley it's called it looks really really cool and i hope they bring it to switch oh my god this is adorable Hmm. That's awesome. I love I love <laughs> this. Oh my god. I can't wait. The de- the T-Rex. Oh, he's so <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, it's available now? Yeah, I think it's like in pre 
whatever it is. Oh, like pre-release. Uh, yeah, okay. Suit super early Vita. access. Yeah, that's gonna, it. Early well, access. Well, holy shit, man! I'm gonna grab yeah. this. That's awesome. Anyway, um, so let, let's talk about the news, I guess. I, I feel Mate, like... Pixel hasn't even spoken about what he's pre-ordered. What did you pre-order? Come on! Hey, I, I've slipped them in already. I ordered Link's Awakening. Okay. Check. I ordered the Pokemon one. Check. And I ordered Luigi's Mansion. Oh, you actually pre-ordered Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, it's got co-op in it, and it's it's my kind of game. I mean, I guess that brings us on to the first news topic. It sure, it sure does, considering you just moved what the first news topic was. <laughs> hey, I didn't do that. Stop <laughs> opening the curtains. <laughs> Speaking of Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Before we get into that, let me just take you through a couple plugs real quick so I can let you know where you can find Loot Pots all over the web. If you guys want to support the show, remember you can give us a like on your audio platform of choice. If we're not on your favorite podcasting platform, you let us know and make sure we'll make sure to get there. Uh, if you want to check out some more content from us, you can visit us over at youtube.com slash loopots and check out our still fairly new Breath of the Wild 2 analysis video. 47 minutes of a deep dive into the future of the <laughs> Zelda franchise. You know you want to see it. Go check it out. Make sure you go and subscribe. Click that notification bell so you can catch me and Steve's first ever Dream Daddy Let's Play also dropping this week. Something to look forward to. Hell, maybe even it's already out right now by the time you're listening to this. Go check it out. Uh, aside from that, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash lootpots uh, where we stream sometimes. And um, then you can find us at lootpots.com and follow at lootpots on Twitter if you want to connect. Check out any of our articles, reviews, any of that other stuff that we do. Last but not least, if you want to connect with us, make sure you come and join the Lootpots Discord channel. We have got a awesome little community brewing there of Nintendo nerds just like yourself. So if you want to come connect with you know, the three of us and a bunch of other pots heads and talk about the latest and greatest in Nintendo um, and sometimes other random stuff like why Facebook is evil. You should come join the community and, uh, and talk to us and let us know what's up. And then, as I already said once before, very last plug, I promise, if you truly want to give the show your utmost support, if you want to go above and beyond, you can jo- visit us at patreon.com slash and uh, show your support that way. And we've got some really great goodies there. Uh, you can get some exclusive drawings from Pixel. We've got a patron-exclusive show called After Dark where we talk about stuff besides video games. It's a hoot. Uh, you can join our exclusive Discord channel. All kinds of cool stuff. Maybe even get your name read on the air. So, uh, again, if you want to support the show, that's the best way you can do it. Otherwise, we're here for free anyway. Do all the other things that I said. Share it with a friend. Let them know we're out here. Help the community grow. <laughs> out of the bag uh luigi's mansion 3 gets its definitive release date of october 31st halloween if you're here in the west uh and there's also the confirmation which i think we kind of already knew that it will be part of the switch online game voucher program so might be time to go pre-order it now like me there you go do you know what? It's so weird to me that they didn't announce this at E3, the release date, and they decided to a month later. It makes you wonder whether they didn't think it was going to be ready for Halloween. Yeah, dude, I I mean, I said it when they didn't announce the release date. I was like, I won't be surprised if this gets delayed. Because I was so like, why wouldn't you do this? I saw a lot of people saying that about the Switch Lite. Like, why wouldn't you just announce it at E3? Totally get that decision, right? They took the day. It's the only thing anyone was talking about that day yeah. rather than trying to fight for air at E3. But, like, you gave us a deep dive at Luigi's Mansion 3. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just give us the release date then unless there's something they weren't sure about. 
I reckon it's probably production lines to, you know, can we get enough printed to release this physically on Halloween? That's a good point. Or are we going to have to wait until, like, these other games have printed before we can release it? Especially mm. considering what's coming out around it. You know, there's mm-hmm. Link, the uh, like, a month before and Pokemon a month afterward. So I'm the, wit- I'm the Witcher. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if any of those games, like, obviously you want Luigi's Mansion on Halloween, I think, but, like... I feel like if any of those three games was going to get delayed for production issues, it'd probably be Luigi's Mansion. I think this is actually the first time they've managed to release like one of their spooky themed games on Halloween. Yeah. Because we had like Major- we had Majora's Mask, didn't we, on 3DS? That was like at the beginning of the month or something. I think they did Luigi's Mansion. They did the Luigi's Mansion remake on 3DS on the day in the West, I believe. Let me check. Uh, No. That came out October 20th. You're a liar, Steve. It's so weird. Why would they do it like a week early? Uh, God knows. Who knows what's going on with Nintendo. But, oh, hold on. Last year, did Halloween fall on a weekday or a weekend? Probably a weekend. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm sure that's why they're able to do it this year, is that it's actually... Is it a Friday? I believe so. No, it's a Thursday. Oh, it's a Thursday. Okay. Not unheard of. That's perfect for digital release, so... yeah. Are either of you guys going to pick up Luigi's Mansion 3? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Launch day or? Yeah. Probably, yeah. I, I, I Unless I'm like, unless I'm knee deep in another game or something like that. And I'm like, ah, I can wait a little bit. Like, I, that's a game I've, I've been very interested in for quite some time. And it looks fun. The more we see of it, the more interested in it I am. So definitely uh, looking forward to get my mitts on that one in time for Halloween. Especially because I don't do anything on halloween anymore because i'm old and the fact that it's on a thursday it's like all right i guess i'll snuggle up and play some luigi's mansion 3 sounds good to me i always watch the uh, simpsons treehouse of horror reruns just like all of the and then i put a bowl of sweets out for the kids that i know they won't come to my house because i'm down in a basement and then i've got a bowl of sweets to eat while i'm watching it it's great (laughs) this is my this is my first year in my neighborhood so i don't know like there's lots of kids in the neighborhood but i don't like know what halloween is like here so, like, I'm very interested to see, like, if we actually get trick-or-treaters, because that was always what happened at my dad's house growing up. Is like, we were on a side street, nobody came. We Whenever we bought a thing of candy, nobody showed up. When we stopped buying candy, every every year I didn't have candy, kids would come. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck, I gotta run out and get candy for these damn kids. You know the candy I've always wanted to try that seems to be around Halloween is candy corn. Oh my god, you guys don't have candy corn? No. You're not missing much. Is it much. actually made of corn? No. So here's the thing. I like candy corn, but candy corn is, like, the punchline candy for, like, everyone's, like, candy corn sucks. That's, like, the thing. But I like it. It's pretty good. It's not my favorite. What's it taste like? Is it just sweet? Sugar. Yeah, like, it doesn't Uh, have, like, a very definitive flavor. It's just, like, very sugary. And if you eat a lot of it, it's, like, you need to drink some water because your mouth's all, like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's... They're good, though. Do you have those, like, rainbow sweets in America where you've got, like, a... A stick full of sugar, of different colored sugar. Oh, yeah, those are good. Uh, We do, but it's not rainbow usually. Like, we have um, Pixie Sticks is, like, the big brand for that. And it's just, like, there's, like, a purple one, and it's great. There's a blue one, and it's raspberry, and, like, they don't really taste like anything, but... (laughs) No, it's just sugar again. It's It's brilliant. It's sugar, and, like, they claim it has a flavor. Uh, All right, so uh, moving right along, um, we got the announcement last week of a uh, revision to the OG Switch that uh, the the main 
the main headline here is it's got better battery life. Like, there's really not too much else that's... Diff- it's got the same interiors as the Switch Lite and all this stuff, and... But the big takeaway is that its battery lasts about an hour and a half longer. <laughs> but what I think will happen, because this is using a new processor yes. that's in the Switch Lite, I think maybe just before the Pro comes out, this newer model will probably be able... You know, like how recently all of the Switches suddenly developers were able to overclock them for, like, speeding up loading screens yeah. and stuff? I think this is going to benefit from something similar, but they won't announce it until... A bit later on. Yeah, I got into a little uh, back and forth with uh, listener of the show, Asobi, about that, I think on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of what I was putting down was like, this represents like a bump in power for the Switch, whether they advertise it that way or not. You know, there's more to be eked out of this card than the previous one. So I think there's I think there's a good chance you're right. I'll be interested to see if it impacts load times at all. I, I don't think I, it will. So now they've added the boost mode to the... Uh, SDK for the older Switch. Right, so uh, you'd think that it would be pretty comparable. Yeah. I wonder if they'll bother updating their micro SD port at any point to support faster read speeds? Because it's like locked at like 200 or something at the moment, I think. I don't think that's a massive uh, bottleneck, though. No, I'm not saying it's a bottleneck, I'm just curious, because that's quite a cheap replacement in mm. a model as well. I'm still surprised they're not doing versions with uh, bigger storage capacity built in. Did they ever confirm the storage capacity? It's exactly the same, as far as I'm aware. They don't know. The, 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 the literal change on, on this is only battery life. for uh, That's the only change. That's so weird. And it's uh, it's coming to Japan in August, and then the UK gets it in uh, late September, according to uh, a statement packed by Nintendo. Where does it come? When does it come to America, Steve? Oh, I think October. Okay, great. Yeah. That's not important. Yeah, uh, and there's there's like there's only two ways you can tell. One is there's a slightly refreshed box, which I guess doesn't have the free thirty pounds of eShop credit anymore. Dude, I didn't even <laughs> realize. That's totally why they did that. It's like you know all those crappy old units we've got. Let's give them thirty quid, thirty dollars, <laughs> and let's get them out of the warehouse before we tell them that we're actually revising it. That's why they did it. Yeah, so scummy. Uh, but. It's just the serial number, so if you find one that has XKW instead of XAW that the serial number begins with, then that's a new switch. Either of you interested in this? No. Yeah, but whether I'll get one or not is a different matter, because I'm always looking at, like, if it's got a newer processor and the battery power is a lot better, I'm very interested in that, but whether it's enough to actually get me to go through the effort of transferring everything over buying a new one, selling my old one. Yeah. I'm not quite sure yet. How often have you played for three hours at a time and found yourself running out of battery? It's not a case of I need more battery for one play session. It's just I'd rather have a bigger battery to save me from having to go charge it in between play sessions. So like when I was on holiday on vacation, I took my Switch with me, played it for a few hours, left it in standby, played it for a few more later that day. The next day, I had to recharge it to carry on playing. Whereas if it had a bigger battery, probably would have lasted me like the whole vacation. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely like a quality of life thing that I could see like caring about. But I'm I I don't think it's enough of a bump for me to want to go through the hassle that you described. Like if it was the difference of oh, like it's ten hours instead of five, I'd be like okay, like that's. 
literally, you know, three times as much as what I have right now, but like an extra hour and a half for something that well, it, like it does depend on the game you play. Yeah, sure. so so Breath of the Wild on the base model or the launch model plays for three hours according to the Nintendo, and on the new model is five and a half. But they say you can get up to nine hours playtime on the new one compared to up to six and a half hours on the older model. Do you know what's interesting about that? I remember when they first launched a Switch, they advertised it as playing Breath of the Wild for 3.5 hours, not three. So they've revised that number at some point during the Switch's life cycle. <laughs> they've definitely never got three and a half hours of Breath of the Wild out of that console. No. no. I've gotten three maybe, but not three and a half. In standby mode. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so to me, like, this is obviously attractive for new purchasers, but for me, it's not enough to warrant a Switch. Like, I did not mean to make that pun. That's great. Um, so, yeah, for for me, I'm I'm way more interested in just waiting for, you know, what's next. Like, the, the, the like, pro model that, like... The mythical pro model. Well, I, it's just so funny because, like, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the debate in the Discord. Every time it comes up, Cronius is so like, it doesn't exist. It's never coming out. And he's, like, so convinced that it will never come. And I'm just like, they're definitely going to make an Im- improved Switch model at some point. It's going to happen. Well, that's going to be, like, their PS5 competitor launch around the same time to try and get back in the market, launch it along with Breath of the Wild 2. That, that's the only tactic they've really got to go up against next gen. Yeah, and I, I think even if it doesn't launch alongside them, 2021, like, an upgraded Switch with Breath of the Wild 2, like, totally makes sense to me. So I'm fine holding out for that. My Switch, like, I use it every day. I don't have any problems with it. I know, like, when we were talking about it, like, DJ was saying how his was kind of dinged up and he was excited for a new unit. A lot of people have Joy-Con drift problems, which we're going to talk about later. Like, my launch Switch is perfect. So I really yeah. don't feel the need to upgrade. I'm in the same position, but... I just know that <laughs> you just want the latest and greatest. That's what it is. It's, it's not even. It's not even that. It's just I know if something's gonna go wrong with my switch, then or if there is an issue with switches in like two years or three years time, it takes time to develop. Then that issue is going to be being revised on this model. I mean, at some point, all the fuses are going to be blown on your current unit, and you'll never be able to upgrade it again. So I don't know how how many software updates they're planning on putting out for the original Switch. That'd be so harsh. You have to upgrade because you can't update it, so you can't play the latest game. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, we blew all the fuses. Now buy another Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of buying more, uh, Nintendo has revealed a couple new sets of Joy-Con colors. Um, we've got uh, blue and neon yellow, which if you were an arms person, you'll remember that was like the promo. So this is like that same yellow. Uh, a new neon purple and neon orange. Um, and then there's a third one that is not on our list. Hold on. Is there a third one? Oh, no. I thought there was a third one. No, I there's think it's totally just two. It's just, it's yeah. just three colors. It's three And there's colors. an exclusive loot box Joy-Con. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, brown ones, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I wrote this article and I'm like, there's a third one, isn't there? <laughs> Uh, okay so yeah so there's the 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 blue which is like a new uh kind of like a royal blue it's like way darker like i said the yellow is recycled from arms and then there's like a hot purple and a hot orange and like i think these are definitely supposed to be like splatoon themed it's like the original inkling boy colors and then the i guess the new inkling girl colors the purple and orange 
I don't know, mm. purple and orange would kind of fit for Halloween too. You the, know? the purple and orange just makes it rise me of the original Game Boy uh, GameCube colors, like the indigo yeah. and the spice orange. I, I'm probably going to pick a set of those up. That's spice uh, orange. I GameCube. really like those. Yeah, I still would love a spice orange GameCube with a matching Game Boy player at some point. My whole thing is I'm I I'm pissed off because I want all of these new colors, but I'm really <laughs> sick of these dual tone switch things like i don't like them i don't think purple and orange look good together and i don't want to use purple and orange i want orange and orange or purple and purple i wonder if they announced yeah i I know what you're gonna say now Mm. go on i wonder if they're gonna do what they did with the splatoon color joy cons Mm -hmm. and in america one's one's the opposite side to what we got in europe so you could just buy two sets i'm so glad that you brought that up boys because the day that these got announced like as soon as i finished the article sarah texts me and she's like did you see those new joy cons i want the purple ones and i was like well too bad we fucking can't get a set of them unless this european thing happens and then i'm gonna have steve import me a set <laughs> so who's who's gonna end up with the two orange ones she wants purple and I want the orange, so it's okay. perfect. Well, that works out then. Yeah, that's ex- I love orange. It's one of my favorite colors. So I like. I want the dark blue too. The royal blue. That shit is cool. But I'm not buying two sets of those. I already have yellow Joy Cons. I can't. I can't abide that. I want some Zelda Joy Cons. <laughs> if I buy new Joy Cons, they'll really have to be like special, have not I- just a color change. Have either of you thought about doing those shell swaps? I have, I have, as I have an extra set of like I have the multicolor set that mine came with, and I've been thinking about buying a mono red set, so I have two of that red, and then shifting the shells on my the set it came with, because I would love to have every set of Joy Cons at some point, but yeah. I don't want I don't want dual colors. I don't fuck with dual colors. <laughs> I I just can't be bothered i look at my joy cons and go okay they're in my hands now i look at the screen and i've forgotten what joy cons i'm holding you know it doesn't mean that much to me the only time i'd buy one is if it was like a limited edition design that was really cool it's really funny because i care about them so much more than i ever thought i would like i'm not usually that kind (laughs) of person like i bought a launch 3ds and never replaced it you know kind of guy um whenever i use not my regular light blue joy cons on my switch i don't it feels weird like i remember i traveled recently and i brought the red blue set because i was charging them up um before i left i was charging the blue ones before i left uh Mm -hmm. and i i got to wherever we were and pulled out and i was like oh fuck like it was my vacation it was when i went on vacation at the beginning of the year and i was like god damn i'm away for like a week and i gotta use these stupid mismatched joy cons like the fuck just get a, get a Switch Lite, then you don't have to worry about it. That's a great point, Chexel. You make it a lot of sense. Do you know what's really funny? Um, I was on Amazon the other day looking at the Switch Lights, just checking out the descriptions just to see they hadn't slipped something extra in there. Yeah. And they've had to write on it, Joy-Cons not include, Joy-Con controllers not included, <laughs> which is true, but can you imagine how much confusion that's going to cause for like, mothers buying the console? Yep. Like, Do I need to buy a controllers? Set, yeah. Did you um, also, I went back and checked out, speaking of the Switch Lite, the article you wrote prior to E3 about the Amazon listings um, with the potential leaked stuff for E3, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The link matches the Switch Lite for the, oh, for the new the hardware. Oh, it was the Yeah, Nintendo Switch Console Dummy 2019-2 was the Switch Lite in yellow. What up, in baby? Yeah. We got that one right. <laughs> 
So moving right along, uh, this weekend at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, we got a little bit of Nintendo Switch news that DC's, like, I can't believe this game is still running. Uh, <laughs> MMO, DC Universe Online, <laughs> is coming to Nintendo Switch in August. Is that like, I can't believe it's not butter? I yes. can't believe this game is still not ru- still running. It's just like, this game is old as fuck. Like, this was like a, <laughs> this was like the first MMO that ever came to consoles, I feel like, I, if, if memory serves. And it was like on PS3 and Xbox 360. Like, it's been going forever. I remember on, like, PS4, when you first bought it, this was one of those games where it's like, there's nothing to do on the PS4. I guess I could try DC Universe Online. Like, <laughs> I just can't believe it's still going and that it's coming to Switch. It's cool. Came out in 2011. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. It's the same year as Skyrim. Like, it's eight years old. <laughs> I mean, people are still playing Skyrim. That still yeah, gets trotted out on every console. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, it, um, you know, this is, like, not news that really blows my skirt up. Just this is, like, not a game I ever played, and it's certainly not a game I'm planning on jumping in eight years later. But um, the fact that there's, like, a legit MMO on Nintendo Switch is really cool. Not something I ever thought I'd see, considering Nintendo's kind of blowful like online services. Is it free to play? Yeah, it is free to play. It's in the title that you wrote on the document. I was ask a question, as in, let's get it across to the listener. Not, you know, I need to know this. I can see Just it on the document. Back the curtain. <laughs> you could have gone. Oh, and it's free to play. Not, is it free to play? Because I know you know it's free to play. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He's putting you on blast, man. (laughs) Oh, and it's free to play. Great. It it is. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh, So moving right along, uh, Pandemic is coming to Nintendo Switch. So um, this is, if you're not aware, Pandemic is like a cooperative board game uh, where you and I think it's up to six players? Nope. Four. Oh. Well, I'm thinking about real life. So maybe the game is just four. I don't know. Either way. It's a real-life board game, and the whole thing is cooperative, and it's you and a group of other players who are, like, basically playing, like, the world CDC. It's like Mm. the Center for Disease Control, if you're not American. Um, So it's like an outbreak happens, and you're like, we got to try to contain this disease and save as much of the world as we can. It's really fun. Really, really fun cooperative board game. Um Seems like it's a... fun until you play with someone who's a complete fucking moron and doesn't oh, yeah. know what they're doing. And, then they and they're kill like, I'm everyone. gonna go over here and it's like, no, 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 we need you to use your helicopters to take us over to this place. No, 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 no I'm gonna go and sort out the diseases over here. It's like, fuck's sake, well, we're, we're all doomed. You... The, the best one's when you get someone who doesn't know how to use a medic and you're like, no, seriously, just, just walk across the path. I don't care what you do, just walk that way. Please, just walk that way. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Pandemic is a great time. I've had a lot of fun with it the few times I've played it, and it seems like a great game for Nintendo Switch, even if it was like a pass the controller, take your turn kind of thing. Totally seems like the local co-op on that would be fun to do. Let's hope this one has both local co-op and online co-op, because the other two Asmodee digital games, have, one of them's had local co-op and the other one's had online co-op, and they haven't decided to add both. It's Sophie's so choice, meant- Steve. You'll appreciate it more if you only have one. I mentioned this on Discord, and I can't remember who, um, but somebody mentioned it's because the developers are different on each game. I think it was Petra. So it depends. Might have been Petra, yeah. They so. they are different, but these uh, the buck stops with Asmodee, in my opinion. They're the publisher. They opted to ship the game without those features. Those features were in previous versions of the game on other 
platforms. Carcassonne on Android has both online and uh, online multiplayer. It doesn't have it on the Switch. I don't know why. And they they kept saying, oh, an update's coming in 2019 to add it. Still hasn't added it, and we're almost eight (laughs) months into the year. I don't think it's ever coming. Do not buy that game. But maybe buy this one. See, we'll have a review for you, probably. Oh, no, I suck at Pandemic. I really am bad at Pandemic. We could could play together, man. So you're that player. I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to try the Legacy version. Have you seen the Legacy version? Do you know much about Legacy board games? I've never played the Legacy version, but I'm familiar with them like as a concept. Yeah, so if for people listening, a Legacy board game is basically you can play it once, so it's like a season and it goes through. So I think in Pandemic you have to rip the cards up so you can't go back. Yes. Um, yep. and s- You have to write on the board as well, I think. Yeah, so uh, I- I'd love to see them bring like the Legacy Season 1 and Season 2. Uh, to pandemic digitally, and you have to throw your Joy-Con on the floor and smash <laughs> at the Stamp end of the game. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of doing legacy in board games or uh, in like video game versions of board games is like brilliant because like I don't want to buy a board game and tear up the cards, but I'm totally fine with like them just mm-hmm. taking things out of rotation when I'm playing the digital version. Yeah. You know, so. Pretty cool. I quite like it. Like I've played some of those um, escape room board game style things, and like you have to like chop up the cards to like piece them into different places and stuff like that. They're quite fun. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's especially a good thing if everybody if you get a couple people to like chip in on it, so you're not spending mm-hmm. eighty dollars to destroy a board game. Yeah. Uh, so moon right along. Pokemon Rumble Rush is now available on iOS. Uh, we talked about this a while ago. Um, it's an Android Pokemon mobile title that came out. <sighs> it was two months ago? Yeah, okay, it was back in May. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's on iOS devices. If you're not familiar with it or didn't hear the episode where we, where we talked about it, it's like very much like... Um, I think there was Pokemon Rush games like on the Wii or something like that where it's like these little shibby versions of the Pokemon. They kind of run on like a fixed path. You tap to attack. It's like a, it's a very like basic mobile game. If that's your bag and you want to check it out, available on iOS now. It's got like a boss rush mode and all kinds of stuff. Nah, check it out. <laughs> uh, which, <laughs> which takes us into uh, our our last story this week, which is uh, Team Rocket has come to Pokemon Go, uh, and they're bringing Shadow Pokemon with them, which sounds edgy as fuck. It reminds me of those. You guys remember those Pokemon cards? You probably don't. But back in the day, they had a series of Team Rocket cards where it was like dark versions of all the Pokemon, and it was just like, uh-huh. what if this Pokemon was evil? <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, so it's called Team Rocket Invasions. Uh, Team Team Rocket will invade a Pokestop for 30 minutes at a time. If you approach the Pokestop, you'll be able to battle a Team Rocket grunt. Um, and then if you beat them... Like, you beat their team of shadow Pokemon, they'll abandon one of them, and then you'll have the opportunity to capture one of their shadow Pokemon. And then you can keep it and then purify them, which is not a term that I'm super comfortable with. No. Um, <laughs> sounds like Pokemon conversion camps. I'm not... Does, does that mean you don't actually get a shadow Pokemon? I don't believe you do get a shadow no, Pokemon. No, you don't. No. You catch one and then turn it into a regular Pokemon. So you just get a Pokemon at yeah. the end of it. Which sounds kind of whack. Yeah, it's it's a cool dynamic though, and like the, apparently the the rocket Pokestops are going to be very rare and just pop up, and uh, the idea is that you tell all your friends and then they all come down and everyone's like all talking about it because it doesn't like explicitly say like send a notification like Team Rocket's now na- nearby. It just it pops up on the map like a normal. I'll, I'll let you two guys know if there's one outside then, and you can nip around here. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, Peter being first flight over. By the time he gets there, I think they may be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you don't have to trick me to come to England. I'll come. I don't need to play Pokemon Go anymore. It's not 2016. (laughs) I was about to say, are either of you playing it anymore? And it sounds like no, then. No, and like, listen, absolutely no shade at Pokemon Go. If you still play Pokemon Go and enjoy it, God bless. I have no ill will towards it. I played it a lot when it first came out, and it was like a cultural moment in time. But I'm I'm done with that now. You know, I just don't really like mobile games, and it's it's too shallow for me to have fun, and it requires you to go outside way too often. So, you know, it's just not for me. But if you're out there playing it, I'll throw out the bat signal like I did for Yokai Watch. If you're a Pokemon Go fan, send me an email, man. I want to hear what what why you're still playing it. Whatever happened to that Yokai Watch mobile game? That never came over here, did sure it? Didn't. Forgot about that. I don't know. Apparently, they're porting the original one to Switch, though. So we'll have to see on that one. Moving along now. This week we've got. Come on, we all know. We all know the headline here: Fire Emblem Three Houses. Friday, July twenty-sixth, right around the corner. Uh, you can expect my thoughts on it next week because you gotta know your boy is picking that up day one. I wasn't sold on this game, and then I heard um, Gita uh, Kotaku talking about on the latest Kotaku Split Screen podcast, mm-hmm. and oh my god, it sounds amazing. I think it sounds great. Really? Yeah, I wasn't sold on it, and then I found out that it's so much like, there's so much Persona 5 in there, mm-hmm. of just going around and connecting to people, and just chilling out, and like, leveling up characters, and like, finding more out about everyone, and then there's the whole... Now you can go off and use them for tactical shit. Yeah. But it seems like the emphasis of the game is more on that fun social side of stuff, which I'm totally into, and that's really what drew me into Persona. And the fact that there's permadeath, like, makes that those I'm stakes... No way I'm playing... I'm not playing with permadeath mode. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to. I can't... I can't... I can't face losing anyone, but... That's uh, why listening... I'm going to play with permadeath mode and just replay missions. Yeah, you can. So listening to it, there's like this time paradox thing and like you can just go back in time and replay it. So there's no there's no real like massive problem if someone dies because you just go back and replay it. Although I might like do what I did when I played Mass Effect 2 where it was like you save everybody. And then like I think the second time I played it, I was like, well, if somebody dies, I'm just going to let them die and like make it more dramatic. You know, it's like, oh, man, we lost my friend in this game. That sucks. Like. But if this is the end of the game, it's fine, you know? It's like, oh, dude, fuck, he died. I just want to see people die so that you can just get new characters, though. Surely you could just cycle for a new character. You can, yeah. You don't and want apparently, to do that, though, the weirdest thing, though, is there's, like, notices throughout the whole game, like, that make it clear that you're not that much older than your students because you can date them. It's not weird, Pixel. It's not weird. It's not not weird. Not weird. You're not that much older than me. You're just a couple of years older and you're dating your students. <laughs> just a couple of centuries older. Hot. No, I'm just kidding. It's weird. Don't date your students, teachers. I was one. You shouldn't do that. Anyway. Uh, uh, a also, student or a teacher. Also out on Friday 26th, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Pretty cool. Don't know if I'm going to pick this one up. If I do, it'll not be on Switch. I, I was going to pick it up and then Pixel ruined it for me. So now I'm not, I don't know if I'm going Why, to. How do you ruin it for you? There's no cart in the box. That's so stupid. Just yeah, get... I know. It's ridiculous. And they don't they even totally hide it. I know. Just get it on Xbox. And like the box would the box would look good on my shelf. But like fuck that. Thirty four ninety nine and then like all I get is a little code, so I can't resell it if I don't like the game. 
All right, so Wednesday, July 30th, we've got Forager, which is that little... We've talked about this game like three or four times now. Yeah. It's that very simple... <laughs> none, of us, none of us are that interested. What was it? The, 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 like, the biggest shade Pixel Throw was? I'd probably be interested for a lot of the box art. The box like... art looked good. <laughs> uh, and then Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden Deluxe Edition. No idea what this one is. It's the one with like animals on the cover, isn't it? Yeah, do you know it gave me that like um, I can't remember that Ubisoft game with the like Beyond Good that... and Evil. Yeah, it gave me like that Beyond Good and Evil vibe. Yeah, it's funny because I definitely remember seeing this. Like I, I remember seeing the art for this when it first came out and thinking the same thing. The main characters on the box are like a mutated zombie woman, a pig man, and a duck guy. <laughs> so, it's another uh, it's another tactics game. I don't think um, I'll be I'll be getting this one. I'm Not just... great timing for it. No, no, it isn't. Because I love tactical games, and if this came out during like the summer when there was nothing, like I might have played it. But now it's like, come on, Fire Emblem comes out the day before. I think I'm picking up two tactical games, and one of them's not gonna, you know. Just looking at the screenshots, just are those screenshots I highly doubt are from the Nintendo Switch. I don't. I'm just comparing them to the PS4 shots, um, and, and I'm really sick and tired of developers and publishers doing this. Oh, yep, yep. Oh no, hold on. I think they switched screenshots. Wow. Okay. Who was it that did it last time? And there was that big whole hoo ha about it. it. Was that um? Every other company doesn't move. No, it was that uh Castlevania game. Not Castlevania, but the like oh, I know spiritual successor oh, yeah. one. Bloodstained. Yeah, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And they use like um, Switch or Steam screenshots in their eShop. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. Yep, they're PS4 screenshots. Yeah. Yep. Bull shots. That was also uh, a problem <laughs> with. That was also a problem with all those games that I used to review for Coconut Island. <laughs> what do you mean used to? Don't use past tense. I've got loads coming up for you. I have already said publicly I will never review another one of their games again. <laughs> oh God, you made me laugh just as I. Drank some Pepsi and almost came out <laughs> through my nose. <laughs> um. All right. So, this week on the show, we talked about it earlier. The main topic this week is the issue of Joy Con Drift. It is, you know, for some reason, a hot topic again, I feel like, because they're talking about this remodeled Switch and everyone's like, are you going to fix the Joy Cons? Um,. I am so fascinated by this issue because I have never had a problem with my Joy-Cons. I own eight Joy-Cons. None of them have ever gone wrong. I only know two people anecdotally that have ever had the problem. So this has always been really fascinating to me. What about you guys? Have either of you experienced Joy-Con drift? I know, Steve, you're one of the two people I know that had it. So you did. Yeah. I, I had, um, so it was a while ago uh, when I was playing a lot of Splatoon 2 that I noticed it, that the right stick, it would slowly just like move to the right all the time. So you'd be like trying to aim and it would just be drifting off to the right. So I, I just ended up buying some new Joy-Cons and they've been fine ever since. Um, so I don't know if it's just a problem with my launch ones, if it was a an issue with... Um, just launch Joy-Cons because I had an, also had an issue and still do with my blue launch Joy-Con always disconnecting when I play 
um, wirelessly. And I know they fixed it with that little bit of foam that they put in if you mm-hmm. send it into them. I just, I never could be bothered to send it into them because I was constantly playing Breath of the Wild at the time. And I was like, there's no way I'm giving up my Joy-Cons for a couple of weeks uh, while they fix that because I do not want to uh, live with that Breath of the Wild. I had that disconnect issue myself, but it fixed itself when they did that firmware update. Really? It never, never came back. I've never had a drift issue though. Mine are, I've got four Joy-Cons, both sets get daily use from me and my partner and their launch day ones and they don't have drift so i don't know it's a weird one isn't it yeah it's so weird and like i know that there's a huge amount of variance in build quality on the switch when there was like all those early like production limits have you guys ever run into one of the like kind of shitty plastic switches no well different plastic on them yeah um, I didn't even know these existed until I ran into it. One of my, uh, one of the guys who was in my my band growing up, a really good friend of mine uh, named Casey, has uh, a launch switch, and you touch it, and you know how like the Joy Cons and the back of the switch are like matte, mm-hmm. and they're smooth. His is it feels like more like the Wii U, where it's like a chunky plastic, and it's like got a, like a, a sheen to it almost. Mine's Gonchini on the Joy-Cons and on the back. Where my hands sit, you can see the back of the Switch has gone shiny. And uh, both sets of my Joy-Cons, I don't know if it's it's to do with my hands and if maybe they're, like, uh, acidic. So I still have Pepsi you drink, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all the Pepsi. It's, like, polished off It's like polished off the Joy-Cons a little bit. It's strange. It's very strange. And I'm sure I mentioned it to you guys before, and you're like, no, my, my Joy-Cons are fine. But the, the other thing with the Joy-Cons that really, really irritates me is after a while they just go loose and they sit loosely in the rails and I don't know if it's because like you take them out too it's much. It's so funny that never happened to me either. Mm. They're like wobbly in the rails. It's really irritating. So like I'm there, and I'm like jamming it in to like try and hold it, hold it in. Did you ever try and put your Joy-Con straps on the wrong way around? Uh, may, maybe on the original set, but I've never put the Joy-Con straps on the new set. I've definitely done that and had other people do it by accident and it's still never fucked up my joy cons like it's funny because like when i hear about these issues or like dj saying he got the back of his switch scratched up and i saw a lot of people talking about that i wonder like i'm just like what are you guys doing to your switches man like i am not super precious with mine i throw it in a case in my backpack and take it with me everywhere so like you think that if these issues were gonna happen they'd happen because my switch gets bounced around a lot you know but like I've not experienced any of these problems. But as as I said on the last show, I also had the issue with um, my dock scratching the screen. Uh, and I've I've put a screen protector on, but it's scratched the screen protector on both of the two side bezels. It's where the rubber runners um, on oh. the front of the uh, on the front of the dock uh, they end up scratching the screen. I don't know if it's because my dock was too bent in or something, uh, but you can definitely see it's uh, been scratched up. That's wild to me, too, because, like, I have three docks in my home. No problem. Does it happen on the dock that I put together for you, or is it just a dock that... I think just the original dock. Yeah, it's odd. I, I don't know if it's just because the... it was it was bent in transit or something, um, but you can feel it as it goes in, like it touching the screen. Mm. Yeah, so I'm glad it's got a screen protector on, because otherwise my screen would be scratched up. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely some quality issues. Um, but Nintendo's had a uh, lawsuit brought against them in the USA because everyone in the USA loves being litigious. Sure do. Uh, 
And I just love the name of the law the law firm that I genuinely do not know how to pronounce. Chimicals, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith. I think it's I think it's Chimicals, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith. It's definitely Chimicals. 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 Hey, Chimicals, come over here. Chimicles. Chimicles, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith. Oh god! But that lawsuit's obviously obviously scared Nintendo a little bit, or maybe it's just because of the public pressure. They've put out now a statement um, to The Verge, who have been reporting on it. At Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products, and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. So pretty much a non-statement. Right. Yeah. It's it's word salad PR statement. And it's interesting because they say, well, if anything goes wrong, just go to support.nintendo. And there was uh, a Reddit post that, that Pixel found, I believe, uh, where it was a bunch of people talking about how it would cost $40 with shipping or, or plus shipping um, to get their Joy-Con repaired. So it's not like Nintendo's like, just send it to us and we'll fix it. They want you to pay to fix what... Um, seems to amount to faulty hardware which is obviously not okay i I question whether it's faulty hardware in all of the cases because you get one person who experiences genuinely faulty hardware and if anyone else gets a vaguely similar like problem with their console so say for instance your kid pours water down it and the stick doesn't respond anymore and you're like oh fucking drift yeah exactly um so (laughs) i I don't deny that there's an issue because there clearly is somewhere but I don't think it's as widespread as is being made out. I agree. I also feel like there are probably lots of people, like when you see these Reddit threads or Twitter chains, like when they announce the original thing and everyone's like, are they going to fix the Joy-Cons though? How many of those people actually had Joy-Con drift and how many of them are just trying to be shitty? You know? Yeah. Like if you know that Nintendo did this thing and even if you're not affected by it, you're going to be like, oh, well, fuck Nintendo, they're shitty. You know, like it, that's just like the internet. I think some of that's the case, but I do think there's some issues, and I and I, a lot of it I think is durability. This, my Switch is what over two years old now, uh, but it wasn't. It was about just over a year, so it was out of warranty when the Joy Cons stopped stopped working for me. But it's not just people that have been abusive with their controllers and haven't taken care of them. Like Gita Jackson at Kotaku uh, wrote a whole article about, it, and I think that's really what kicked the whole debate off again um and the article's called joy-con drift is becoming a real problem on the switch and apparently there are f- four staffers alongside gita at kotaku that have all had the problem with the joy-con drift and that's a quarter of their entire staff yeah i mean i think it's clearly a problem right like it's clearly affecting some people legitimately i i think i do agree with pixel that it's probably not as widespread as it's made out to be but i mean if there are four people in an office of 12 or whatever that have it that's unreasonable but i i I mean i think a lot of that will probably come down to the fact that they probably all bought launch units all from the same batch and they probably all use them every day and they probably all use them every day so a lot of it probably comes from that as well maybe there were some initial qa issues that they then resolved because my new set of joy cons i haven't had any problems with whatsoever and i've been playing with those for over a year now i wonder 
I'm very curious. It'd be interesting to do a kind of study, look at the people that have these Joy-Con drift issues and see what kind of case they use to keep their Switch in. Is it a soft case? Is it a hard case? Because a lot of it could be down to the Joy-Cons just being compressed mm -hmm. regularly and wearing it away that way rather than it being a design fault. It could be like people chucking it in their bags in a soft case and then chucking stuff on top of it or dropping their Switch. I, I do use a soft case. I use the PDP case, um, the Zippy Nintendo one. Yeah, the really crap one, the official one. No, not that crap one. I had that initially, the one that came with this flat, shitty plastic screen protector. Yeah. It's the like PDP luxury one with the red square on the front. If you put your switch in it and then press down on the top, can you hear the Joy-Cons click? No. No. Okay. But I could in the, I could in the original case I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the original case is not very sturdy. It's like, terrible. They don't even sell that anymore. I have one of those upgraded ones where it's like the uh, it's one of the official Nintendo ones, but it's the Mario one, and it has that piece of like solid cardboard on either side, so that it's like a little bit more. Yeah, that's secure. like a PDP case that I've got. It's it's funny because whenever I walk around with it, I feel like I look like I'm either like a mom about to go to the bank or like I'm like a girl in her like early 20s, like with a clutch bag, like ready to go to the club, you know, mm -hmm. like it's like it's it looks so silly. And I whenever I carry it around with me, I always think like no one knows this is a Nintendo Switch. Like they think I just have a weird briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder uh, about if whether this issue plagues other consoles. Um, so if people wear out PS4 controllers or Xbox controllers after a certain period of time, like it definitely was like an issue on say the on the original N64 controllers. Those those sticks get worn down and loose as hell after a yeah. certain period of time. Yeah, even those though, like there are some things like that where I'm just like, I really think people need to just take better care of their hardware because I know so many people who are like, don't get me wrong, the Nintendo 64 joystick is trash. I have two that are still in perfect condition. You know, because mm -hmm. I didn't throw my controllers or be like, it's Mario Party. I got to go like, Bleh! you know, it's like, no, like, take care of your shit, man. Like, <laughs> you got to go like, what? Bleh! <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to say as an adult, but they're about to launch a Switch Lite, which is aimed at kids that you can't replace the Joy-Cons on. So if Joy-Con drift becomes a problem on that console, which is aimed at children and you can't replace the you can't replace the Joy-Cons on it for, a you know, swap one in for another one. Can what's that... going to happen? They're going to have to send that in for repair. But we never had this issue on previous consoles, like going back to like the 3DS circle pads, the little nubbin they put on them. They were very different style like controllers, though. Like the circle pads, the flat disc, and then... Yeah, but um... that's just the out of it. The inside of it is all pretty much the same. Okay. It's a me metal stick on an axis with some kind of contact underneath. And is that the is that the problem that's failing then, according to people? Apparently, the people believe it's the metal kind of contact underneath gets wear, like worn away by the stick's movement and people have taken them apart taken photos and they can show you where it's been worn away but interestingly someone on reddit took their perfectly working joy-con apart and it looked a lot worse than all of the people that had joy-con drift so whether that's actually the issue is kind of still up for debate yeah or if that's just what people are interpreting as the fallout from that issue because mm -hmm. logically that contact would be softer and raised anyway otherwise it wouldn't ever make a connection so should it wear away yeah probably well i mean there's ways to make a stick without it wearing away i, I guarantee if you take apart any controller with a contact underneath it it will be mm -hmm. worn away slightly 
Yeah, maybe, but you don't have to use a you don't have to use a design like that. Like the PSV uses a Hall effect sensor that doesn't make contact and doesn't touch when it when it um, moves. It uses magnets to determine where it is. Well, so there are ways to make sticks without that. Yeah, maybe more expensive to make, but it is more durable. And and, and no one's no one's had issues like you said on previous Nintendo consoles. So what's different about this? Is it just because this console's more popular? I think it's particularly tough to swallow too because they're not cheap. Like they're an eighty dollars set of controllers, and if like mm-hmm. this many people are having them, well, and the fact that Nintendo's asking people out of warranty to to pay, you know, almost full price for a yeah. brand new controller. Yeah, that's crazy because you can get these six axis kind of sticks for like three quid, four quid. Yeah, and yeah, it might take fifteen minutes to unscrew it and pop it in, but. That doesn't warrant forty dollars, you know. Even still, if it's in warranty, you still have to pay the shipping price as well. Mm. Which yeah. is just it, yeah. Which I guess is why the class action lawsuit's been brought against them. Oh yeah, I mean the reality is that if like if this problem is as widespread as it seems, and Nintendo's response is, "Well, you can pay us forty dollars to fix our faulty hardware," that's fucking bullshit. You know, like that's the kind of thing where like they should be sued. And the reality is that like. You know, we can like make jokes about Americans being litigious. It's certainly true. But the reality is that like I I love Nintendo. I do a whole podcast about it, as you might you might know. Um No, really? What's it called? But at the end of the day, oh, it's the podcast. You know, every uh <laughs> every Thursday or Friday, um, on podcast services around the globe. At the end of the day, Nintendo's a corporation and what they care about is money. And what they care in, like, I would argue that Nintendo treats their consumers better than a lot of companies that are only interested in money. And, you know, like, I would say that they're pretty, like, good about this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, if they think that they can put out a PR response and sidestep responsibility for this, they will absolutely do that. So the only way that they're going to be held accountable is if there's money on the line or their reputation on the line. And having a lawsuit that could cost them a bunch of money obviously is something that you want to address. And what's worse is if they lose and it's found that they were at fault and they have to make a payout, that makes them look like shit. Whereas if they actually deal with it now and are saying, hey, we've heard you. We realize it's messed up. Everybody who's got a broken Joy-Con send it in will fix it for free. And then they fix it, and it's not a problem moving forward. Everybody forgets that this was ever an issue, and we move on from it. If they lose a lawsuit and they're forced to do that, this is a stain on on the otherwise perfect legacy of the Nintendo Switch. You say that. You say that, but the whole refund thing within the EU, they went for a whole court case on that, didn't they? They're, they're currently going through that. They're yeah. being sued by the German government. And everyone's forgotten about that already. Exactly. That's true. But nobody's forgotten about Joy-Con Drift because it's, like, tangible. Because it's in your hand, yeah. Yeah, did it, right. Did either of you read the actual case document? For the... What, for the Joy-Con Drift? Yeah. No, no. I haven't. So I, I had a skim for it the other day, and the guy, the actual lawyer that's opening the lawsuit, has a Joy-Con Drift <laughs> problem. Is this, is this Chimicles? <laughs> uh, it might be Chimicles. Um, <laughs> but the actual references in it, he hasn't, like, apart from himself, he hasn't got um like actual people to put forward their statements he's just gone through the internet and pulled random statements off reddit um nintendo life comment section and things like that which is a bit hmm. you know he hasn't got he hasn't got proper witness testimony in there at all 
as far as I'm aware, that's how like a class action lawsuit can be started, oh, is though. It? And then and then people can join the class. So if you sit, then say, "Oh, I've got that problem," you can call the law firm and join the class. Yes. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. I've joined a few class action lawsuits, like against like Ticketmaster and stuff like that, where literally all I had to do was go to a website and put my email address, name, and phone number on a list, and then they counted me among the people who had been affected. And when we won the lawsuit, I got like five dollars in. Ticketmaster credit or something, you know. Like, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Steve is right that that's not uncommon for a class action lawsuit because there's not a face. The face is usually the lawyer. Okay, it just seems odd to me. You know, I love that the lawyer's like, I too have struggled with this <laughs> issue. Like, <laughs> he's like chilling out on his lunch break, just you know, come out of court and really, really stressed. He wants to play a bit of Breath of the Wild and he's playing Ace drifting off. <laughs> Yeah, he's attorney, <laughs> and he's like trying to pick the right piece of evidence, and it just drifts off to the oh. next one. He's like, "Fuck's sake!" I really hope he goes to court dressed as Ace Attorney. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Chumakless Ace Attorney. <laughs> oh my god, the Ace Attorneys of Chumakless Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this is one. I don't know. I feel like this is like there's not much of a story until something else happens. Like either Nintendo's going to continue to ignore this and hope it goes away, which as pixelate out is a potentially viable strategy. But with this lawsuit and everything, it's probably something that they're not going to be able to ignore forever. So my hope is that similar to what they did with the 3DS, that they're just like, hey, look, man, like just hat in hand just be like we fucked up we're sorry here's the thing we're gonna do about it and everybody will get over it and we'll just move on what did they do for 3ds i just mean like when they had to do the price cut to pivot with the 3ds and they were like hey we realize we kind of fucked you as a consumer by doing this price cut so soon so you can join the part the legacy whatever the fuck program it was and we're gonna give you free shit forever 3ds ambassador yeah yeah the ambassador program and i feel like if they do if they do a similar good faith move here of just like look if your joy cons messed up send it in we'll fix it we'll send it back we're sorry i i I think that's what's going to happen it kind of reminds me of um the kind of thing that's that's happening with apple's crappy laptops at the moment where the the keyboard breaks and you can just take it into the shop they'll fix it for you yeah no questions asked same thing they did with their iphones when like everyone just wanted their battery replaced you could just take it in and they would repair it but no questions asked yeah and it just it it stops people complaining and it just resolves the problem it i mean it could cost an absolute fortune if everyone sends in their joy con but i think some people won't bother like i wouldn't bother I, I don't want to be without my Joy-Cons, and I'd rather play play a game. They'll most likely just take the Joy-Cons in, have a whole box of refubs ready to ship out as they come in, and then just mass repair all of sent-in ones at some point yeah. and sell them as refubs. Yep. I mean, the, the, the closest thing, I guess, in living memory to this is, like, the Red Ring of Death on the on the xbox 360 where they originally charged everyone to fix the red ring of death and yep. then they had to refund everyone once um they they realized it was actually a design flaw with the system i used to fix consoles with that i'm sure you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was a nightmare i went through three xbox 360s oh wow did you get did you get your money back no damn yeah i bought one i bought an elite which were the ones that like had way less of a fail rate. And when it failed, mm. I paid to get it fixed. And then it broke down again. So I bought another like cheap Xbox I could just stick the hard drive in. 
and then that one got red ringed. So I bought one of the new, like, reissued ones that they did, like, near the end of the life cycle, where it's like, I promise this one won't break down. It's the beefcake. <laughs> I'm like, fucking fine, whatever. And I had to buy a stupid cord to plug in my hard drive and transfer all my shit over. And I'm just like, great, this is the third 360 I've bought, and I also have to buy this stupid cord to transfer all my data. Fuck you, Xbox. To be fair, the Wii U had a really big de- design flaw as well, but because it didn't sell as well, no one really reported on it properly. What was it? No, the gamepad was separate. It had like a Wi-Fi Bluetooth chip built into it. Uh-huh. The fail rate on those is really, really high, because um, I repaired about seven of them. Um, it's literally just take a chip out, put a new chip in. But that was really, really common as well, and they had a problem there. And I don't think they ever addressed that or fixed it for free either. Yeah, probably nobody called them out on it because nobody gave a shit. Just five people. Yeah, they sold like 20 Wii U's, right? Some, somewhere in that number. Such a good console, man. Such a shame. I had Pikmin. I had Pikmin. Was it the console good or was it the games? Oh, Nintendo consoles generally are all right. The games make the consoles. Like, don't I, they? I would argue though that the Switch is a very good console, a very good piece of hardware. It's a good concept. They could have done the hardware better. Uh, well, I mean, like all Nintendo consoles, it seems like the second revision's getting better. Like the original DS looked like a piece of crap, but then the DS Lite came out and it was actually a really, really nice piece of sleek hardware that everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. And the Switch Lite looks really nice, like no black bezel and it's like all proper color coded into it. It looks like a nice piece of hardware, and I think the the Switch Pro probably will follow that. Yeah, if they do a Switch Pro, I can imagine that looking really nice. Yeah, and you know it's going to be like all black, sleek, focused on the Pro. Or it's going to look like an orange GameCube. Oh yes, an orange one. <laughs> I want transparency to come back. Like we briefly discussed it with DJ. I want transparent, like translucent. I don't Switch. know why they haven't done that. The Pro Controller is translucent. It just seems weird that they haven't done a set of Joy-Cons yet. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you've got the issue of Joy-Con drift, I'd love to hear from you. I really would love to see how many of our, our listeners have been affected by this issue and like what your take on this whole thing is because it's an interesting one. Um, so you know, we'll obviously update you as the story develops. Um, so... Last but not least, let's just go through these plugs one more time. If you want to support the show, remember you can like us on your po- podcast platform of choice. Um, you know, subscribe, make sure you're following the show, all that stuff. If we're not somewhere you want us to be, let us know and we'll get there. You can visit us on youtube.com slash lootpots, twitch.tv slash lootpots, or lootpots.com to check out all of our awesome video content or our news and reviews over on the dot com. Uh, while you're on the YouTube channel, make sure you click subscribe, get that notification bell, check out Pixels Breath of the Wild 2 analysis video, keep your eyes peeled for me and Steve's first Dream Daddy Let's Play, uh, which may be up right now. I don't know. We'll check it out. Um, and yeah, I think that's all. The- oh, no. Uh, Discord. Go join us on the Discord <laughs> where you can uh, talk to other Nintendo fans or us uh, about whatever's going on. You could write in there with your Joy-Con drift experiences and maybe we'll read them on the air next week. Um, you can also hit me up, Pete at Lupots.com, if you want to send me your mail. And uh, as long as it's not a novel, uh, you might get read on the mailbag portion of the show next week. So you can hit me up there to do that. And then last but not least, follow us on Patreon.com slash Lupots. Get your access to our patron-exclusive show, After Dark, uh, or a bunch of other goodies. And let us know that you're enjoying what we're doing and that you want to help us keep the lights on. So with that, that's the end of the show. Wait, what? Twitter. Damn it. (laughs) And last but last but not but least but least but
It's the last one. I forgot it. At Loot Pots on Twitter. Come follow us. Uh, we're always tweeting about what we've got going on. It's the easiest way to stay in touch with us and keep up with all the cool stuff we're doing here at Loot Pots. Um, so go to Twitter. That's it. I'll see you next time. I love you. <laughs> mm.